0: Hey there, this is Pastor Corey, and welcome to the Branch Life Podcast. After you're done listening, I invite you to connect with us at branchlife.church to make sure you're up to date with everything going on at Branch Life. Want to share what you heard today? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and share this video with someone you want to encourage. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope that this presentation helps you connect with Christ and challenges you to reach those around you with the good news of Jesus. Welcome back to Branch Life Church. My name is Josh. We are in our final week of our Good News, Great Joy series. On this very first Sunday of 2021, you have made it to 2021. That is good news, and that is great joy. I don't know what God has in store for 2021. I do know that God is up to something, and He's on the move, and He's up to something good for you, for for me, for our church, for our community. And so let's lean into God in 2021, and it starts with this conversation. And by the end of our talk today, we're going to be filling you in on how you can have a better 2021, what steps you can take, and what we can do together to to take to be healthier and to heal uh, from 2020. So I think you, you should sit and listen and lean in as we go through this conversation together. We are also going to take communion together. And for those of you that have put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we invite you to participate in this communion time with us virtually. So you may have to go and get uh, something to drink and something to eat. The something doesn't really matter. Uh, it represents uh, the body and body and blood of jesus so go get that while we're talking have that ready and about two-thirds of our way through we're going to stop we're going to take communion sing a couple of songs together and then we will wrap everything up. As we end our Good News Great Joy series, if you've missed any of it, we encourage you to jump back to the website and, and catch up. But simply, we have been going through the, the Christmas story through the eyes of the characters that you and I have in our manger scenes at our home. We've seen Jesus through the eyes of the wise, through the songs of the angels, through the heart of a mother. And today we're going to look at it through the steps of of a shepherd this christmas story when you are introduced to jesus in these ways every character got the good news somehow some way and they responded to the good news and it changed their life where were you the last time you got some good news right uh, maybe you're a parent and you had that moment where you found out that there was going to be a baby on the way you were waiting for that that pregnancy test for to be a plus or a minus and and you saw it and as a as a now expecting mother you had some good news and it was life-changing news and it it caused you to to be different and and you went and ran and shared that with your husband maybe you created a, a video maybe you did some sort of special announcement and and you let him know that man we're pregnant that's some life-changing good news this good news a part of this Christmas story is not only life-changing for those that heard it then it's life-changing for you and I now, and it's life-changing for our entire world. And wherever you are on your spiritual journey, today you might be meeting Jesus for the first time, or maybe you are being reintroduced to Jesus or reminded about the life change that is available to you right now. I want you to lean in because we're going to see Jesus through The steps of a shepherd. We're going to ask ourselves a series of questions today. This comes right out of our Bible verses that we'll be looking at. And here are some questions. Let me ask them to you and then we'll move along with our talk. The first question we're going to look at is where were you when you heard the good news? Where were you when you first heard the good news about Jesus? Maybe you were a young person, a little boy or a little girl. Maybe you were middle-aged and you had heard about it somewhere or some way. Maybe as an adult this came to you for the first time. Or maybe you heard it Many times, but you realize for the very first time that this mattered to you today. Where were you when that happened? And maybe, maybe you've not heard about Jesus, or it, today's going to be the day. Maybe this is the moment where you'll be hearing the good news. Uh, why did you believe it? Here, here's a deeper question. Why do you believe anything? We're going to see why we should believe this good news and that it is true. We're also going to ask ourselves, what did you do about it? So when you got good news, right? When she said, honey, we're pregnant, what'd you do about it? There's probably cheering, celebrating, maybe crying. Uh, there's some There's some news that you shared with other people. You made phone calls. You got on FaceTime. You posted something on the internet. It probably caused you to do something spectacular. And we're going to see what, what this good news did and what it does for us today. And lastly, we're going to ask the question, what difference does it make today? How does this impact us? I know this is a story from thousands of years ago. What difference does it make in 2020 where we're running out of toilet paper and dealing with a pandemic? This is going to be some powerful, powerful stuff that this transformation is available to all of us today. And it makes this year that we've gone through and the year that we have coming up uh, exciting and possible. And there's some incredible news connected to this next year, uh, connected to a relationship with God. I want to tell you about Daniel, He, uh, Dylan. Dylan met Christ for the first time. When he first met Christ, he was in a parking lot, and he made a phone call to a friend because his life was just unraveling before him. And he called his friend, he needed encouragement, he needed support, and his friend introduced him to Jesus. And in that parking lot, he, for the first time, believed it. And he made a decision. What he did was he accepted Jesus as his personal Savior. He decided to follow Jesus with the rest of his life. And it caused his life to change. He thought, maybe I'll accept Jesus and everything will be better tomorrow. That's not the case. Dylan's story is that he ended up accepting Christ and because of past choices, he ended up going to jail. He had lost his family, had lost his job, and he lost his freedom. But as he was incarcerated, now a follower of Jesus, believing that God is real, believing that Jesus is the Son of God, and he's offered him salvation and new life, he dedicated his life to Christ. And even while incarcerated, he grew in his faith. His spirit changed, his, his thinking changed, his emotions changed, and he came out of that prison a brand new man. And God multiplied favor on Dylan. And he was able to rebuild. He was able to restore. And he was able to have life more abundantly because of his relationship with Jesus. Maybe your life doesn't feel like it's ra- uh, unraveling. Maybe this is something you've heard for a long time, but it's never really connected with you. I want you to meet Kristen. Kristen's going to tell you her story of where she was when she heard the good news, why she believed it, what she did about it, and what difference it makes today. This is Kristen's baptism video. For those of us that have followed Jesus, baptism is our next step in faith, and it's a time of celebrating God's transformation in our lives. So lean in and see if your story at all lines up with Kristen's story. Let's listen to it now as we come together in this moment.
1: I was raised in a Christian home my whole life. My dad was the choir director and organist at my church. I was an avid churchgoer, was involved in Sunday school, the children's choir. And I would say that my reason for going to church was really to please my parents and to gain value from them. And I thought that I was gaining value from God and earning his approval by being a good moral person and going to church. It's just the right thing to do. But it really wasn't until I got to college that I realized that my faith couldn't just, I couldn't just ride the faith of my parents. It had to be my own. And to realize my need for God in my life, to have a personal relationship with him. It could take many times to actually hear it in your heart. Maybe hear it in your head, but to really hear it in your heart. And so I went to a crew, which is Campus Crusade for Christ, um, a fall retreat for us college students. And there was a moment where the leader had asked us and said, do you know Jesus personally? Do you understand that he came and died for you personally? And that had hit me like it had never hit me before that this wasn't just a faith that, you know, God is high in the sky, but no, that Jesus came to have personal relationship with me, me personally for all the wrongs I've done in my life. and. The fact that I didn't have to earn his approval, that he had called me enough. And so there was a time when they invited us to go out on the lake and have a personal moment with with God and invite him into your heart and say, Jesus, I, I choose you. I want to walk with you every day. And I've come to the end of myself. I can't do this life alone without you. And that's the moment when I prayed and received Jesus into my heart. The perspective of my life has changed for forever. I was living for people's approval. I was striving. I was felt like I was running this race that was never ending. There was never a finish line. And so now life with Christ is just so much more satisfying, and I can find rest in him. This world can fill your mind with so many lies from the enemy that you're not good enough, that you'll never measure up. And these are lies that I've struggled with my whole life, but I now know the truth that God says I am worthy, that I am loved and I'm chosen. And I have a thirst to know what he says about me, that he is who he says he is and I am who he says I am. So by reading his word and filling up the truth, that is what gets me through my day.
0: Kristen got baptized at her church in December, and we just want to welcome Kristen to the family of God. We're so excited that she's now a sister in the family and, and that we can celebrate even as uh, different churches in different places, people coming to a knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe today, Jesus is calling you into that personal relationship. We want to invite you to do that. So stay tuned. If you have any questions about that, you can go to branchlife.church to the gospel tab and see more about how to become a follower of Jesus. And we're going to talk more about that in just a moment or two. We're going to jump into our Bible study now. And in our Bible study, we're going to talk about these shepherds. This might be the week where you started wrapping up your manger scene, or you're about to wrap it up and put it away. As you grab those shepherds, I want you to realize that they are the last ones to enter the scene here immediately following Christ's birth. They are chosen by God to be a part of this story for a special and powerful reason. So if you have your Bibles... Let's turn together to Luke chapter 2, and we'll start reading in verse 15. This is after the angels had presented themselves to the shepherds. They had given them the good news, and we looked at the angels' story last week. Here's what it says, starting in verse 15. And When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has just made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they had made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all of these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard, for all they had seen, and all that had been told to them. Today, we want to see Jesus through the steps of the shepherds. We want to see what happened to them as they heard this good news and how it caused them to go into action and to move uh, in incredible ways that changed their lives and the lives of people around them. So let's ask our first question today. Where were you when you heard the good news? Where were you at that moment when you first heard about Jesus? I don't know your story, but I want to encourage you wherever you are. Maybe you're sitting with your family. Maybe you're at one of our worship sites. Maybe you are uh, uh, watching this alone. I want to encourage you to share the news about when or the story about when you first met Jesus. And again, this could be something that you're hearing anew. Maybe today is the first time you're really learning about Jesus. Maybe you've heard about Jesus your entire life. When was that first moment where it became real to you? I know for me, I was sitting in a classroom and I was surrounded by a bunch of other people and the teacher of the classroom, whose whose name was Mrs. Good, told us about Jesus. I had heard the name Jesus. I had heard the story of Jesus. It had been something that had been a regular part of conversation for me growing up. But all of a sudden, I realized that this was something that my heart and head needed to know and understand. And if God is real, and if Jesus is God's son, if he is who he says he is, if he is who this story claims that he is, if that's true, then this matters for me. And if I believe that, that's going to change everything. I remember this kind of washing over me in that moment. And and it became a realization that that I, I couldn't shake. I, I couldn't run from, I couldn't dismiss, I I couldn't get distracted from. I, I had to do something about it. That's when I first really truly met Jesus. Where were you when you first truly met Jesus? My challenge is for you to tell somebody about it. Tell that story, post that story, or share it with somebody even now as you're together. In Luke chapter 2 in verse 8, it says, and in the same region there were shepherds out in a field keeping watch over their flock by night. The shepherds were in a field when they first met Jesus. They were out just doing their thing. They were doing their job. They were on the clock and in this field is where Jesus decided to introduce himself to them. It was an interruption. It it wasn't expected. But all of a sudden they were having this moment where they were meeting Jesus for the first time. It was these shepherds out in the field that God chose to send an angel to to declare that Jesus had been born and that they're ready to meet him. To declare that Jesus was now here on earth as God's son. God visible, the invisible God is now made visible to us. And these shepherds were out there minding their own sheep, doing their own thing, and they met Jesus. For for Kristen, that was kind of the thing that happened to her at camp. She was at this camp. She was on this retreat. And all of a sudden, she was interrupted by Jesus. He had just presented himself and introduced him to him. For our friend Dylan, who was in a parking lot, just struggling with life and calling a friend, all of a sudden now, he's in that moment being introduced to Jesus. And here's what I want you to understand today. That meeting Jesus is always a divine appointment. It's always a divine appointment. For you, it might feel like an interruption. It might feel like it's out of the blue. It might feel like it wasn't scheduled. It was just all of a sudden happening. Imagine if you like turned the corner uh, at the shopping mall. I know we don't go to shopping malls right now because there's a pandemic, but let's pretend we're at the shopping mall. I know we don't go to shopping malls because we have Amazon. Let's, Let's just for a moment pretend that we're actually at a shopping mall and you turn the corner and you literally ran into the king of Morocco. And there he is, the king of, do you know the king of Morocco? I don't. I just, I'm assuming Moroccans have a king. And here all of a sudden you run into this king and you're like, bam, I am in the presence of royalty. How did this happen? Whenever you run into God, whenever you run into Jesus, whenever you are introduced to Jesus, that is a divine appointment. And for you, it might feel sudden, but God always knew it was going to happen. God set up that moment. God scheduled that moment. He planned that moment because it was a divine appointment. He is reaching out and extending his hand to yours saying, Hi, I'm Jesus. I love you and I'm here to save you. I can give you hope for your future. I can give you a home for your eternity. I want to introduce myself. For those of you that believe in Jesus and you're following Jesus, think about that moment that God scheduled it just for you. For those of you that are somewhere on your spiritual journey and you're considering a relationship with Jesus, God has been scheduling his moments to introduce himself to you this entire time. God is available and present in every one of our days and every moment of those days. Do we see him? Do we realize it's him talking to us? Think about this incredibly powerful truth that God is scheduling his appointment with you even now. The shepherds then lead us to our second questions. Why do you believe it? When you heard about Jesus or when you first heard about Jesus, what caused you to believe this? What caused you to say, hey, I believe it? Why do you believe anything? You know, believing things is is simply realizing that we think what we are seeing or what we are being told is true. So truth and belief go hand in hand. We want to put our faith, we want to put our trust, we want to put our belief in true things. Wherever you are right now, you're sitting in something. You're probably sitting in a chair, or in a sofa. Uh, you could be in a car listening to the podcast. You sat down in that chair and you believed it would hold you up. You based that belief on past history, on using that chair before, on the structure of the chair in front of you. You thought, you know what? This is going to hold me. I'm going to trust in this chair. Trusting in Jesus, believing this is true, is a very important moment in your life. It's, it's that life changing moment. If there is a God, if Jesus is God's son, if everything that he says and did is actually true and actually happened, he rose from the dead. He was born of a Virgin Mary. And now I believe that that's transformational. I am now putting myself in the hands of this Jesus and I'm following him and I'm doing what he says. Why would you believe that? Why would you believe it to be true? I mean, it kind of sounds far-fetched. A guy raising from the dead? Somebody being born without a father? I mean, how's, how is that even possible? You'd have to believe some pretty unbelievable things. How does anybody come to that place? Well, I want you to think about the shepherds. Why did they believe that Jesus is who he said he was well in Luke chapter 2 verse 9 it says and an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were filled with great fear why did they believe the message why did they believe Jesus was being born God's son was here on earth well a, an angel appeared out of nowhere and started telling not just one angel the Bible says that there was an army of angels That appeared to these shepherds who were just out in their flock by night. The sky got lit up with angelic glory. And it was so bright that they had to put on their their shepherding sunglasses. And these angels were declaring to them that God was here on earth. I think you'd probably believe it too. Why did the shepherds believe? Because they were chosen by God to receive the message. And it was unmistakably miraculous. They knew that this was special. This had to be true. This can't be made up. This can't be something that's fake or false. It kind of leads to the question, why doesn't God just send angels to everyone? Why doesn't he just over the top of New York City send an army of angels to say to everyone in the city, hey, God is real. You should believe in Jesus as your own personal savior. The disciples thought that same question, and if you do a little Bible study in the New Testament, you'll find a moment where the disciples say to Jesus, "Hey, send send people from heaven, send send messengers from heaven to earth, and have them tell people that this is true." And Jesus said to them, "Listen, I could send back Moses. I could send back. They have they. I've been sending messengers this whole time, and they haven't chosen to believe them. Why would they believe?" angelic messengers. We think it's a good idea, but God said there's something more powerful than an army of angels to share the truth. Let me repeat that and, and let me emphasize it for a second. There is something more powerful to share the, proof, the truth about Jesus than an army of angels. And do you know what that is? It's you and it's me. God has said and God has chosen you and I to be the salt and the light of the earth. He has said for believers in Jesus, you are the most effective messengers for making disciples, for telling people the truth, and for people to hear the truth from you is the method that I am using to spread the good news. We are the good news messengers of Jesus. And it's the most powerful way that, we are, that the truth can be spread. If you are a believer in Jesus, you have incredible power backing you up in this particular message and particular story. Are you sharing it? Are you telling people about it? Is it something that you have to spread out to other people? You believe it. You've been convinced by it. And God says, hey, you're more effective than an army of angels appearing in the sky. But for these shepherds, it was the angels that God chose. And here's what we want to realize from this thought today. Believing in Jesus is always the result of divine intervention. No matter the messenger that Jesus sends, he is always intervening divinely in the moment that you believe in Jesus. For these shepherds, he was sending angels, and that was a God moment. For, for myself, he sent a lady named Mrs. Good, and that was divine intervention. That was a God moment. For Dylan in the parking lot, he had his friend on the phone. For Kristen, she was listening to a speaker. For you right now, it might be just tuning in to this YouTube message. This is is divine intervention. And the Bible even says something more powerful is happening behind the scenes, that the Holy Spirit draws people into a belief in Jesus, that God himself is actively pursuing your heart and your soul. And I remember sitting in that classroom realizing, I can't let this go. I can't forget this. I can't move this on. What was that feeling? What was that thought? That's the Holy Spirit leading you, divinely intervening in your thoughts and your hearts and in your emotions so that you will believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, do not quench the Holy Spirit. Listen, if you're here right now listening to this and you've never put your personal faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, today could be the moment where God is calling you, choosing you, moving divinely, intervening in this moment that you would choose Jesus. Maybe you've tried everything. Maybe you've gone to other places. Maybe you've rejected Jesus in the past. In this moment, I'm saying to you, God loves you and God wants you to accept his gift of salvation. His son was born. So that you could have life and have life eternal. What's stopping you from believing? What's stopping you from believing in the Lord Jesus Christ? There's nothing that you have ever done or ever said that God cannot forgive you for. And he's offering that open forgiveness. Maybe you, you used to follow God and you've walked away from him. You've walked away from the church. And God is calling you back. He's divinely intervening in this moment. He's saying, hey, I love you. Follow me. I'm here to give you life and life more abundantly. Would you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ today? You know, the way that you do that is simple. You believe in your heart and confess what